When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by the Influence Alliance, the business building community for coaches and consultants who are looking to build a profitable and scalable business. Now, my guest today says, build the empire others thought was never possible. And joining me on today's show is Karina Burton. Karina is the co-founder and co-owner of CPR Construction Cleaning and CPR Productions. She has over 15 years of industry experience business in business-to-business business, authentic marketing as well as sales. Now, she's driven by her passion. She's considered an industry leader and her expertise and experience is diverse, includes negotiating contracts in sales and business development, customer relationship management and event management. And on today's show, she's going to share how to overcome adversity in both life and business, being a full-time working mother and entrepreneur as well as how to grow a business into six states during the pandemic. Welcome to the show, Karina. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I'm really excited to be on this podcast opportunity. Oh, look, it's my pleasure. And as we will hear uh, in a moment from your story, uh, the insights and what you did to be able to, you know, grow the business across six states. But if I think back to the introduction and what we shared, you know, your expertise includes negotiating contracts, sales, business development, customer relationship management and event management. Would you say that, you know, the, the success and the agility, the resilience has been because you've had, you know, a number of skills and abilities and experience to be able to tap into so that you know what, what do we need to shift? What do we need to, to pivot? What would you say? Because you've got diverse, you know, impressive experience. Thank you. You know, it actually really de derives from a foundation that I created years ago. And I didn't even necessarily see that I was creating this foundation when I was developing it. When I started to do sales and marketing, I had really became passionate about sharing a story. I first started in, you know, just a simple sales position of um, selling jewelry. And one thing I learned was, you know, help the customers see themselves wearing this jewelry and help them see the story and seeing them take it home and that type of, you know, situation. And that really kind of sparked my interest because, you know, you have this psychologically, the psychological behind sales and marketing and business development. And when I decided to get into, you know, business development and start working in a commercial real estate industry, I, you know, went out and started doing sales and marketing and I felt very unauthentic 
I felt like I was selling something. And so then that's when I started to realize when I was my true authentic self and I allowed my energy to engage with the other person's energy, I was then not making a sale. I was also building this relationship with people. So once I started to see that it went from, you know, these situations of selling to building I started to see my sales increase significantly in a very, very short uh, span of time. And so I kind of had that little trick in my pocket for a long time. And that is what I felt. That's what I feel like has allowed me to be very successful in every avenue and steps when it comes to building something. It's the foundation that you start with first and foremost, which is your authenticity. And then that energy exchange that you have with other people when you're dealing with business, because the last thing people want to do is deal with people with where you feel that you question their authenticity, you question their integrity, and you don't know if that's someone that you really truly want to do business with. So once you kind of let all of those guards down, it happens very organically. So to answer that question, I definitely feel like I built a foundation that whenever I stepped into a new role, I used that same foundation, the same concepts, and then I built my yeah. expertise around that. Yeah, love that. You know, what's interesting about that is that how many people often look at other successful people and they try and emulate that. However, what you're emulating is actually the unique brilliance, you know, that authenticity, what's authentic for them. So would you say then that if we haven't taken the time to really gain awareness of what is that for you, what is that thing that when you switch on, and, and actually you don't need to switch it on because I'm sure that authenticity, you are just who you are in that way, but that the other things will come because of that. Because if we feel like we're dealing with someone who is inauthentic, that can often cause a sense of distrust, can't it, between you and whomever you're trying to communicate with. Absolutely. And you feel that instantly when, you know, that typical and not anything against car salespeople, but there's that terminology that car salesman, and you feel that um, disgenuineness and, you know, is someone really truly telling me the truth of their business and what they're looking for and how they want to build a relationship with you. And, you know, you had mentioned that it doesn't always necessarily come naturally because there's a lot of fear behind be being an authentic person. You're scared of being judged. You're scared of, you know, people not liking you, not accepting you. So sometimes, and even for myself, you know, with my background and how I even started becoming, uh, you know, full-time person who's working and then becoming a, uh, an entrepreneur, I did not have a strong self-esteem and I had a lot of emotional and psychological work that I had to do to help myself to love myself again. And so when I was putting myself out there, I, you know, questioned, am I really doing the right thing? Are people really going to like me? And I had to have that discussion with myself. And that's when I realized I do need to be authentic and I can't be anything other than myself. And when I had those moments of feeling 
nervous and scared about being my authentic self, you know, I had to have a little conversation with myself to, you know, give me that strength again to just be able to do it. And then once you're doing it over and over, you then realize it, it, it becomes habitual. Yeah. Don't you? You just have to give yourself permission to show up, not try and be something someone expects or you think that there's expectations around uh, or put on you. Because as you as you found that you stepped out further and further consistently and gave yourself permission, did you find there was like this inner confidence that continued to grow? Did you find that that happened for you? The more you allowed yourself, gave yourself permission to do that? Absolutely. And it was because of that true energy exchange that you feel with people. In my industry, there is a lot of hanging out with, you know, other industry partners and going to happy hours. And those things are all great and all fun. And, but at the end of the day, you know, for myself, because I am a, you know, mother of four children and I'm working full time, I really had to pick and choose how I was utilizing my time. And so I wasn't able to do all of the things that other people that had the same uh, role that I had, you know, in the industry and, you know, going to all the events, going to happy hours in the evening times. But yet I was one of the most successful in what I was doing. And it was because of that genuine, authentic energy exchange that you have with other people. And then you start realizing that you develop a relationship that is, it's very symbiotic. It's, you know, where I give, they give, and we're able to trust each other and develop a very strong industry partnership. So, you know, we're friends, but we also know and understand that we're here for a purpose to help each other out in in the industry. And, you know, whenever they need my service, I'm always going to be there for them. I'm trustworthy. And for them, they're going to be very loyal to me because they know I'm going to take care of them. So, yeah. Um, hope that answered that question. Yeah, it did brilliantly. And what I like about what you've just shared, and, and I want to just re-emphasize that, and then we can dive into some of the things that I know is going to be as helpful as what you've already shared today about overcoming adversity. But one of the things that you said there, and I want to repeat it because it's it's so good, is that you recognized what you could commit to and you focused on that. How many of us look at what everyone else is doing and we try and be all things across all different areas because had you done that, you probably would have been stretched so thin it would have in it, it would have limited your ability to be the best that you could have been even in that exchange with the conversations because you would have been just so stretched out and probably exhausted. Would you say that that's a fair assumption? Yes, absolutely. And even, you know, there as a working mother, you're constantly battling, am I balancing motherhood and my work life and my profession and my dreams and aspirations? So, you know, there's always a constant and a frequent check-in. And I just knew that if I focused, you know, day by day, making sure that I did everything I possibly could within business and building relationships. I trusted that the process was, was going to work itself out. And, you know, my confidence was built very strongly because I started to see this great success and 
with that, you know, it didn't matter if I was, you know, in my industry right now, I'm in construction cleaning and this is the company that I own. But prior to that, I was, you know, I had 10 years of restoration experience and janitorial experience. And I'm working with commercial real estate and it didn't matter where I went. My clients always followed me. And then that was really the true testament that I knew what I was doing was the right thing, was building a foundation, creating authentic relationships and having true energy exchange so that they knew that I was a very genuine person. And I think what you've just shared there about developing those such solid relationships that your community would move with you across industries, you know, across businesses is the type of relationship all of us as entrepreneurs and businesses and leaders should really be looking to build because that just is evidence of who you are. And I and I often talk about, you know, the importance of building reputation equity, you know, and that is in your reputation because that's bankable. And you've just proven that, that when you've shifted The reputation that you've built, the integrity, the honesty, the excellence that you bring is so synonymous with who you are. People went, well, if if Karina's shifting, we're going to trust her to do the same in this particular industry too, which I think is just gold. Now, one of the things I'd love for you to share some insights is around overcoming adversity. I think what many of uh, businesses have had to overcome has had them plummet, you know, across a lot of different uh, situations that have been challenging and had to think differently on their feet, you know, pivot. We've heard all of those words constantly. What are some insights you can share here? You know, with the company that I have created today, I have been extremely blessed. So I want to kind of, and and here's the thing is that sometimes when we see what's happening today, we think, oh, wow, things are going so great for them. They're so lucky. And I wish I, you know, was in their shoes. And you have to step back and say, okay, how did this person get to this point? And prior to this company that's thriving and successful was two other entrepreneur opportunities that I failed. And it wasn't even necessarily because of me. It was people that I was tied with and I made decisions even though my in my gut and my intuition was like, maybe you shouldn't do it. But I thought, okay, I'm going to try. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give it a shot because I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I knew I had the, the ability to build a very strong company that had a very good foundation for our clients and be a problem solving industry expert. I, you know, I was like, I'm not going to be afraid of the what ifs and you know, my first entrepreneur opportunity, I had to walk away and I lost a lot of money. And then a couple of years down the road, I did the same thing. I went into a partnership with an existing business. And unfortunately that failed miserably within a year. And I, at that point, I felt like I had just been defeated. I thought I cannot get up. I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this. I felt like a failure. My, my family was going to see, you know, that I wasn't successful at this. And it really had to do with me making really hard decisions. What can I do to ensure that my dreams are going to be successful? And it was really putting the right people in place in my life because I knew my skills, I knew my abilities. And so 
within probably three months after my second failed attempt of being an entrepreneur, I then created CPR Construction Cleaning. And, you know, I can't believe we're about to celebrate our two years in, you know, in business, but it was that I did not give up. Even though I fell for the second time, I didn't say, I'm not meant for this. This is not something I can't do. Instead, I literally got up. I had literally no money and I, you know, invited my business partner to, you know, participate in this idea and this concept. We believed in it together and we were able to grow a company during a time when I thought when it first all happened, the, uh, the pandemic, I thought, oh, great, here we go again. Like, this is really, is this really happening to me? You know, I, I was really very nervous, but at the same time, I just, what I did was I buckled down. I did what I knew I needed to do, which was build a foundation for a business. And that is literally how a company can be successful is by sharing their why. It's not just about your what. You have to say, I'm a problem-solving expert in this industry, but this is why I do it. Humans want to know your why. They don't want to just know your what. And when you're able to share your why, it will also include your what. And it builds this really strong foundation of growth. And I, I wasn't expecting for my company to grow as rapid as it did, but I definitely embraced it as it was coming along. And my business partner has been a rock star alongside, uh, you know, alongside of me and, um, has been doing amazing things on the operation side. So, you know, I have to give him credit because if it, you know, if he wasn't there operations, you know, he's, he's a rock star and I'm over here doing business development and marketing and growing our business team, doesn't it? It takes a team. I'm just going to um, acknowledge some people here. Sanjeev, good evening, Sanjeev, here from India. Fantastic. Good to see you. We've got a fan of Arizona, Jim. Jim, she says, focus, prioritize family, collaborative, authentic. Great game, man, Karina. Fantastic. And Jennifer says, this is great insight. Thank you all for, for being here. Yes, love the conversation we're having with Karina. You know, hindsight, and I think I might have mentioned this um, earlier, hindsight is such a great teacher. And, you know, some people, Karina, may be finding themselves um, having to reevaluate where they are. And I know what, what you know, uh, failure as well. I think I've failed more times. And in fact, oh, I've got to, I've got to say, you know, my worst business failure ever is actually the best thing that ever happened to me because it knocked me down so much so that I said, this is either going to make me or break me and breaking yep. me is not a choice. So, you know, it's never a choice. So I had to move forward, but it was the wake up call that I needed to go, you know what, I really need to put my big you know, girl pants on and move forward from this. And so for me, and I'm, I'm going to ask you, the lessons that you are able to learn from the failures provide some key foundations upon which you step up that only that experience, I think, can give you, that no other lesson can really learn that can grow. Would you say that some of the lessons from that failure, have, you've turned that around so that that's really championing you forward in this new business? I've definitely, you know, when it first happened and experiencing these failures, 
I, I don't think that I necessarily at first saw the clarity of my growth, right? Because growth takes time. And even your path and your journey, it takes time to really see. And it's not until, you know, maybe months or even sometimes years yeah. you look back. And that's when you're like, wow, like I did really grow from that. And because of that, it catapulted me into these other opportunities. And for me, you know, I was suffering. I was in a dark place. And I utilized building this business as an opportunity to give me hope again. And I didn't even really realize I was doing that until now when I'm looking back and I'm seeing, wow, if, if I hadn't gone through these opportunities, these opportunities of, of the experience of pain, of growth, of change, I would not be where I am today. I would not have fought tooth and nail to get to the point where I am today and to be able to have say, you know, I have a thriving business and we have so many people involved in our company and to be able to have such a beautiful business family and to be able to see them grow. To me, that is such a beautiful opportunity because it's not just about one person. It's about an entire team and to see us all do this together. You know, I would have probably would have stayed in in, in doing something else, if I would have not just fought tooth and nail. And I didn't really see that at the time. It just was one of those intuitive things where I felt this instinct of put one foot in front of the other, one foot in front of the other. And then whenever an idea came into my mind, I really, I didn't shoot away. I didn't say, no, I've already failed at that. I'm not going to even give it a chance. I thought, you know what? I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a shot. And sure as hell, then suddenly here I am. And, you know, when I initially started this company with my business partner, I thought to myself, you know what, all I'm going to do, I'm just going to put this out there into industries with some people that I know. And I sent the right message to the right person. And within three days, we received our first um, site walk. Within a week from there, we received our first uh, signed official contract for over $100,000. And that's really what catapulted us. And I think if I would have listened to my thoughts saying, Creeny, you're going to fail, you've just went through hell, I would not be at this point. So really being able to overcome the thoughts and the doubts and the fears and saying my road doesn't look perfect today, but I know that I have the strength and the willpower to, you know, take one foot and put it in front of the other and see where tomorrow brings me. Mm. You know, something I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, you know, one of the things I've one of my mentors would often say is that as individuals, we will often seek out the evidence to prove our belief is true. So if we believe that we are a failure, and by the way, there is no such thing as failure, it's only feedback. That's one way that it doesn't work. Let's go and find another one because, and yeah. there may be another one and another one and another one, keep trying. But if, if for you, and this is what I re really would love to spend a little bit of time on, because you said something that when you were thinking about something, so it was a practical strategy, you could have gone, well, that never worked before. Mm, I'm not going to do that again. But rather than say, well, that didn't work before, before, you said, you know, I'm going to try that again. And so you did. And I want to ask you, would, what was the difference? What was the difference between the time that you did it the second time or the third time? It could have been the 10th time or the 100th time that it worked and the other time when it didn't. Would you say that 
some of your mindset shifted? What were some of the differences, do you think? I feel like I had my mind had finally gotten to a point that I literally would tell myself like, I don't, I don't want to curse on, I don't know if I can say, you know, something like that. I'm just going to do it anyway. Kind of. Yeah. So I just would be like, F that I'm doing it. I I'm just forget it. I I'm tired of just not trying or, you know, things not working on my side and I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep fighting it. And I think I had gotten to that mentality where I was just like, F this shiz. I don't care. I'm doing it. And I'm not going to let anyone judge me. And I don't care what anyone thinks. And I'm going to give it a go and I'm going to see what happens. And, you know, I am a mother. I am a wife. I have people who rely on me and need me. And, you know, so I took that very seriously. But at the same time, I thought, if I don't try, I'm never going to know what I truly am capable of. And we don't, do we? We don't. And it could be the tenth time. It could be the hundredth time. Now, Sandeep asks a great question, Karina. How um, you thinking of coming up with a construction cleaning business amongst all the options? Why this one? What was your th- thought process behind that? Was it something that you'd heard of, an interest? What did you spark that idea? Um, you know, so with my background, I really have always enjoyed being someone who could be a problem, a solution specialist, somebody who could come into an industry and help solve the problems that are in the, that current industry. And when I had heard about construction cleaning, it kind of like pinged in my brain, you know, what is this? I don't feel like there's really any companies that truly are dedicated to construction cleaning. You've got your janitorial companies, you have your maid service that offer these, you know, as a additional service to their company, but no one was truly 100% committed and specialized to construction cleaning. And so when I decided to ask some, you know, people in the industry, what are, what are the problems that you're facing? I noticed that there was a significant amount of issues and the quality was not there. It was just an industry standard of having a very, a a lower quality of clean. And also the, you know, the, the communication and the style of business. And I thought, you know, and this was my discussion with my business partner, I thought, let's be that problem solution specialist in this industry. And that has been another reason why we've done so well. And we've had an interest from, you know, not just nationwide, but also globally where we've had people coming to us wanting to start partnering in their countries because they don't have a specialized construction cleaning company that does exactly what we do and how our business plan assists in high quality, clean, and also our style of communication and our business plans of the way that we do things with our contractors. And so, you know, once I saw that I would be able to be a solution in the industry, I knew that this was the right business for me because I love commercial real estate, but I also wanted to be someone that was not just a service. I'm here to help you and to help increase your your quality and also be somebody who's here helping you, you know, in in any problem solutions that they, that they're experiencing, whether it's quality, whether it was communication, lack of cleaners on the job, anything like that, we're there and we're able to problem solve that with them. 
Yeah, that was a brilliant question, Sandeep. Thank you for for asking that uh, question. But what it really showed that you did was you looked at the market and maybe you had some form of connection with that market through your you know passion of real estate and experience previously. But how often do we start a business because we like that idea? But what you did is you went out, you saw a need, you validated that need by doing research, and then you provided that solution. I'd imagine in your proposal and it was an easy yes for the organization to say yeah we need that and now what you've effectively done is you've built a model that is that's workable that's obviously really successful and that now is scalable and that you can then share and and bring into other not just other states but other countries who think you know we don't want to reinvent that model but we'd love to see how we can tap into your model it's brilliant brilliant yes it's very exciting and i love being able to help people so this is really my way of being able to give back and you know helping relieve people from stressful situations. And, you know, we think construction cleaning, no no big deal. But when you're in the midst of all of it, you know, you have a very beautiful space. And if someone walks in and you think about it, if the floors are dirty, if the windows are smudgy, if there's dust everywhere, your first thought is, oh, this place is a mess. Yeah. You don't you think What's about business how- like, you know, it, it really yeah. very much is representation of that business. So it, it's brilliant. So if you think of um, potential connections for you, you mentioned that, you know, I mean, I don't know, who are you looking for, Karina, to connect with? Because if someone's listening and watching today and thinking, I love the business model that Karina has, how can I get involved? Is that kind of what you're looking for as well? And and if so, how do people connect with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, we're always open to opportunities to connect with other people. And, you know, if they want to have some involvement um, partnership with us, if we can, you know, go to different states or see if we can collaborate in in different countries, then we're always open to that. You can find myself on LinkedIn. You can find my business, uh, CPR Construction Cleaning, um, on LinkedIn as well. But I also personally, I I have a consulting opportunities with anyone who's looking for, you know, entrepreneurial opportunities and helping others come out of their shell and seeing that they have the ability to start at any aspect of their life. And, you know, if I'm someone that can give them that strength, that mentorship, then I'm happy to do that. You can find me on www.karinaburton.com or on Instagram and LinkedIn as well. Yeah, fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your insights, your learnings, sharing and being transparent, you know, about the business failures too and, you know, overcoming that kind of grief and loss because so many businesses, I mean, business and entrepreneurship, there's an aspect and a huge aspect in some instances, isn't there, of risk. And, you know, so often we can feel that we're alone, that no one else is experiencing and that there's shame around that. There is no shame in getting out there and trying you know what because you know every lesson that we can take from that you can say well who else has tried that so unless someone else has been there in the game and they're not going to criticize you anyway are they Karina because they know what it's like and it's the entrepreneurs I think you know the innovators the the people that are going to you know champion change by trying new things that will drive us forward you're not alone and you know connect with Karina because she's been there and done that and one of her passions I can really sense 
is is supporting others to navigate through that and uh, having someone that has gone through that experience I think can be so remarkably powerful in moving forward and um, you know dealing with that that grief and loss so that you can get up stronger and you know know from those lessons that you've learned that you can continue to grow so thank you once again Karina for coming on the show thank you so much I appreciate it this podcast is brought to you by the influencealliance.com want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.